entirely. Her short bob cut against her chin, her dark eyes flashing with a glimmer of gold. From head to toe, she'd dressed in poisonous black clothing. Everything about her was dark, except for her mumbled words, which sounded like a very colorful array of expletives. I raised my window and stuck my head out. Zin, are you okay? I called. You're growling. She looked up, her eyes clouding into a storm of nerves, worry, stress. Instead of answering, she frowned, glared at the two of us, and stomped away. I turned to Ranger X and shrugged. She's been on edge lately. I can see that. It's just a lot, you know. She's been training for this all of her life. She might be the first female ranger. That's a huge opportunity, but also a huge burden. All eyes will be on her. I know. She can handle it, Lily. Trust your cousin. I sighed. It was a day full of hope and a day full of terror. Change was hard, and the trials were no exception. Good luck today, I said, resting my head against his chest. You'll do great. I'll walk over with you if you'd like. He stroked a hand through my hair, and I felt him nod. Before he could respond, the comm device around his wrist vibrated, signaling a private message. I'm sorry. He pulled his hand out of my hair, brushed a kiss against my neck, and stepped back from our embrace. I have to take this. Of course. You stay here. I'm going to check on Gus. Come down when you're ready. Ranger X dove into his conversation before I left, his voice rumbling through the room as I closed the door. I hurried downstairs as fast as my heels would carry me. As this was a highly anticipated event, there was more hoopla scheduled than ever. Ceremonies, fancy clothes and dinners, awards and celebrations. Even the spectators dressed up. My cousins had kindly informed me that flip-flops were a no-go, so I dressed in formal wear for the occasion. To top it off, the trials would culminate in a grand ball a masquerade-type event with gowns and tiaras and gloves. Very fancy, very exciting, very dramatic. The aisle had positively lit up with gossip and festivities the last few weeks, spreading enthusiasm from shore to shore. For now, I kept things simple with a spaghetti-strap black dress that landed just above my knees and a pastel pink shawl draped across my shoulders for a pop of color. I topped off the outfit with a set of new booties borrowed from Poppy. Gus, I said, reaching the ground level of the bungalow. You look nice. He glowered at me, looking up from his seat at the table in the middle of the storeroom. No, I don't. He turned his attention back to the knife in his hand. The tip was jagged as broken glass and looked just as sharp, even from a distance. His fingers moved in quick, dangerous motions as he sliced through an exotic fruit on the table. I had no clue what he was making, and he didn't offer any explanation. Though Gus could never, would never, be the mixologist. He was the most knowledgeable person on the aisle when it came to ingredients and potions. I'd been learning just as fast as I could, but it was hard to keep up. A few months on the aisle didn't compare to a lifetime of Gus's experience.
He lived in the storeroom. Adored it. Every row, every shelf, every column. Jars and vials, filled to bursting with bright liquids and shimmering gases, adorned the walls. Flower petals and herbs, stuffed into glass canisters, had been slotted carefully into every available nook and cranny. The room felt alive, filled with the ghosts of hundreds and thousands of formerly growing, breathing plants. What are you making? I sat down next to him, the small patterns of cut vines and leaves, a good distraction from Ranger X's murmurings upstairs. I'd love to help. None of your business. It is my business. I'm the mixologist. I should be learning from you. Gus threw his hands up in the air. Fine, then help. I reached over.